example. So Chinese herbs are just plants, mm -hmm. you know, plants from Asia and some plants are actually from here. You you take them and it, it strengthens or or balances out whatever is needed in your body. And it the goal is to harmonize all your organs so everything is in harmony. Welcome to the Sacred Soul Podcast. Your soul is sacred. Your soul is sacred. Your soul is so sacred. I'm your host, Vanessa Soul. Welcome back to the Sacred Soul Podcast. Today I have Dr. Natalie. Dr. Natalie, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. But yeah, we met at that leadership conference and you were leading the group through some kundalini activations and it was really, really powerful. I was also, I had a, a, a situation happen, not a situation, but it was kind of like a block during that practice. And I saw you in passing and I, like, I approached you, I was like, Dr. Natalie, <laughs> I was like, help me. I was like doing the energy thing. And I remember breathing. I forgot what we were doing. You can clarify in just a moment, but I couldn't get the energy past my neck. Do you remember that? Yeah. And I think it's, it's very common actually. Like most people okay. say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what were, what, what was the practice that you were leading our, our group through? So we did actually an orgasmic, orgasmic breath activation. So I love that exercise because it makes you aware of that. There's more to breathing and that it can go into somewhat of an orgasmic state i mean that day we were like a lot of people so like that's different right when you're in a smaller group or by yourself in a one-on-one -on -one session then you'll be able to really dive deep into the possibility of reaching a trance state which is almost like an orgasmic state and so that exercise helps you to become conscious about that there's more to powerful energy or orgasmic energy other than Relate, related to sex or intercourse, right? And do it out of that context. And so since that energy is the most powerful energy, once you activate it and you feel that it's in you and you can activate it on your own just with your breath, then you understand there's so much more that you can do with it other than having sex and maybe also hurting yourself and going down paths that you may not want to because sure. you had that with another person so you can literally just use it to maybe manifest something or just align more with yourself or becoming more aware of your body and just seeking more of what you're capable of yeah I love that thank you for that and yeah there's so many different ways that we can experience pleasure euphoria you know our society has really kind of restricted our view of pleasure and euphoria. <clears throat> and so uh, when we're we reawakening ourselves in this capacity, it's powerful. And like I said, I was moving and I've done, there's some moments in the past. And I think I said this to you when I walked up to you and I was like, yeah, I've done this in the past and I was able to have like this full experience and it blasted me off somewhere. And maybe I took a break from it. Maybe I wasn't as doing it as regularly as I once was. So when we did it with you in the group, um, I was like, oh man, you know how when you have that feeling like, oh wait, I don't have it. Like, I don't got it anymore. You know how people be like, oh, I still got it. I still got it. I'm like, I'm like, did I get rusty? What happened? And I'm like, the energy can't move past my neck. 
And so is there any insight on that? Like, what does that mean? Is it just because of lack of practice or awareness or is there actually something mm -hmm. happening? No, it's definitely just, um, it can be, I don't want to say lack of awareness, but it's just maybe more of a training, you know, and becoming more aware of it. It's not that it didn't pass your neck. It did. It's just oh, that. I wasn't aware of it. Yeah. Just like in the physical realm, you feel like, oh, I'm stuck here. And, but you're not, it's like the, the, the energy still was still flowing. You just have not completely felt it. So don't worry. Yeah. It's. It didn't get stuck. You, you, there's, a, there's no, it's this concept of, I was like, oh, if I'm not feeling I'm stuck. No, you're not stuck. It's just that your body wasn't able to completely feel through the whole process. So, okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. And so, yeah, let's, um, let's start off. Tell us a little bit about just your journey. Like what got you to where you are today? You know, there's so many things that I could tell you, right? Like a whole life story about, okay, I did this, 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 and that. But I think I want to say this, it got me to the place where I'm now because I started listening to myself and to spirit, you know, and, um, I, instead of like defining myself and saying, oh, this is what I need to do, or this is who I am. There were moments or there were many moments where I understood more and more every time that I'm just a vessel that we are, right? We're all just vessels. And when I take myself out of my thoughts and my human experience and my physical um, appearance, and I let God or the creator or whatever you want to call it, um, come through and you let yourself guide by that, then you will then you will go wherever you're supposed to go, right? So I feel the me getting where I'm at today is mainly because I started listening to spirit and just have spirit lead me on what to do. And so plant medicine had a lot to do with it. Definitely plant medicine opened up my channels and and um, I learned to trust my intuition because before I wouldn't trust my intuition, right? I like in a physical realm, in the 3D experience, I used to be a banker back in Germany, came to Miami, got married to my ex-husband, had three kids. I lived in domestic violence with this man for almost mm -hmm. 10 years, physical, and then later very abusive emotionally until wow. I got out of it. And then I became, became a doctor in Chinese medicine. So that is the 3D um, explanation, right? And the 5D explanation would be, well, I went through all these kind of things. I learned how to listen to myself more, understood I made all these stupid decisions, you know, not stupid, but I made these necessary decisions in order to listen more to myself. And once I started listening to that inner voice, it led me to do the work that I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for those two explanations, right? The 3D and the 5D. I mm -hmm. haven't heard that too often where people kind of break down both of those uh, perspectives in one sitting. Mm -hmm. But you said something, I don't want to like pass over the 3D explanation too quickly. 10 mm -hmm. years in a physically abusive relationship. No, it was five years very physically abusive. And then the last five years, 
more emotionally abusive. And then yeah. I would say the last two years was just me being tired and kind of trying to stick it out. And then I just needed to leave. Yeah. It's definitely always an abusive, toxic environment for sure. In any yeah. form. And the physical part, I remember less the physical abuse than the actual emotional sure. abuse. For sure. Mm-hmm. What do you think you learned about yourself in the first five years where that relationship was really physical? Mm-hmm. You know, now that you asked me this question, I'm just like literally channeling right now because I've never like really thought about it like that. But I think um, what I most learned about these five years were that I, I wasn't ready to listen and I'm saying that because I remember a situation that my mom, she came and I was, I was in, in, it was in a moment where I was in a really bad place. Like I lost a lot of weight. I wasn't hot so many times because I needed like injections and IVs. And I was big time in the physical abuse and my ex-husband was in jail a couple of times and stuff. So it was really, it was, it was like the peak, right. Of the physical abuse. And she gave me a book from Osho. I don't remember the title because it was in German. So um, I cannot say it in English, but it was about self-love. I remember that. Oh yeah. I read that that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So I remember that she gave me that book and I put the book in my drawer on a nice stand. And I didn't read it until I think eight years later. And I remember when eight years later, I was already out of the marriage. I was already like on my spiritual path. And I'm having that book and I realized I had it already in front of me. Then, then my mom saw it already and she gave it to me, but I wasn't ready to see it. So I think the biggest lesson in that was in these five years or the biggest, whatever I learned about myself is that when you're not ready, even though you have all the signs around you, all the help around you, you you still are blinded to it and that was a big that was a big shock almost to me I was like oh wow I had the solution already it was already given to me and I wasn't receptive to it Mm. and I just added another five years to it you know (laughs) just so just because I thought I needed it because I was blinded to it so that was that was hard to look at about myself Mm, mm, okay. Yeah. So let me just kind of process that for myself. So what you learned is like, you just weren't receptive to help. You weren't receptive to awareness. You weren't receptive to, to receiving, you know, insight or perspective that could help you. Like you resist it on a, on a very unconscious level. Let's just get real. I, you like, you're, you're so advanced at what you do. So I know I could have this conversation with you. Like you were resisting help, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I, that's a hard pill for some of us to swallow when people are, they kind of get stuck in that victim mode. Like I didn't want this. I didn't ask for that. And sure. I believe that maybe there are a lot of cases where people did not want, like even deep down subconsciously, I still feel like maybe they did get wrapped up into something they really didn't want. But for the majority of us, um, I believe we're all creating. And so we're creating everything, our, our whole experience, our soul created these lessons for us. And, um, and maybe it just wasn't time, 
right? It just wasn't time for you. You still had more lessons to learn in that situation where things were toxic in that relationship, but that was like your tools for the rest of your life. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I had more lessons to learn or if I just chose to learn more lessons. Okay. Um, if you, you don't have to learn all the lessons. If you choose not to, you, there's this, um, reel that I saw years later as well, where it was like, well, you don't, you still always have the choice, you know, you just, just because your belief is that you have to go through hell in order to grow, right. Which was obviously my subconscious belief that I have to go through a lot of things in order to grow. So if you decide to not have to go through hell and just grow in an easeful way, then you can choose differently, right? You just have to become aware of it. It's like, well, am now I'm like, okay, am I choosing to go this route and go through hell or am I choosing not to and just like learn my lesson already? <laughs> now I can choose, right? Because now I know that about myself. But before I didn't know that about myself. So my subconscious was probably saying, well, you just got to you just got to go deeper a little bit more and suffer a little bit more in order to I don't know, in order to find something. Right? Yeah. That resonates. That resonates. I can, I can relate. I can relate. I had that similar relationship with suffering. Like I thought that suffering was the way I thought mm-hmm. that pain was the way I thought, you know, I thought it would, I, I almost like, I, I don't know if we can escape it all, but I definitely, but I'm, I'm relating to you. Just like you said, like we, there's like an attachment to suffering. And I see that with my clients now, like it's really hard for some people to break away from yeah. that, that mindset. Like, oh no, I, I have, things have to be hard. I, I have to be worn out. I have to burn myself out in order to have a successful business. I have to mm-hmm. self self-sacrifice and, and other people like use all my time and energy in order for me to get what I want. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way, but you're choosing, that is a choice that you can make. Right. And so that's really interesting that you said it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're conscious about it, then you have a choice for sure. But if yeah. you're not conscious about it, then you do not have a choice. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank you for, for that. And is there anything else about your story that you want to, before we kind of move on, we're, we're kind of wrapping up this part where we're just like highlighting like where you've been, like where you came from, you know, before you're in this beautiful conscious state and helping other people. Is there anything else about your story or or that experience during that time that you want to share? Yeah, I do want to share one thing because I feel like if somebody resonates with this, it's because they're either living still in a toxic relationship. You don't have to live in domestic violence, right? You can just live in a very toxic relationship or like in a codependent relationship. So um, I just really want to say for every woman that ever listens to that and feels like yeah but how how did you do it how did you get out how exactly like you know right if I would sum it up I would say the only way how to get out of something that's really not good for you is to focus on yourself and I know it's so easy to say but it's so hard when you're in a relationship where you're so dependent on what the other person does 
what they say, where they go, you know, it's just so like your whole energy is on them. And I would even see, like, I can tell if somebody is not ready to let it go yet, it's because when they come to me and they talk all the time about the other person, they don't talk about themselves. So I somehow try to bring the energy back to you. I know it's so hard, but somehow try to get the energy back to you by journaling in the morning, having a good morning routine, have, writing down empowering mantras visiting the best sports fitness yoga class or just have a girl's night out even if you're like oh my god what is my partner going to do when I'm out you know like it's all these codependent thoughts like the way out of these things is to focus on yourself and to learn just to be with yourself and not let any other thought destroy you you know and um I just yeah I want I wanted to say that if somebody listens in that that is in it right now it's the only way. Yeah. It's the only way. Yeah, that's powerful. Thank you for that. And I also experienced a physically abusive relationship for a year, I think maybe two years. And, you know, I think back um, to my experience and I just did not know how to nourish myself. I didn't know how to focus on myself. Everything was outside of me. Love was out way over there. Happiness was over there. Fun was, you know, at a nightclub way over there. Um, and I hung on to the person because I thought like no one else is going to love me, but it was really my own love that I was desperately needing, but I couldn't even have that awareness that I did not love myself. You know, uh, it's it's so hard you know because when you're not ready then you're not ready and um and again going back to focusing on yourself like it's so hard to break out of that cycle and just really let the other person go no matter what the other person does because we're so focused on if I do this then the person's going to if I do that then the person's going to do that you know and like truly cutting that cord of it doesn't matter what the other person does there's billions of people on this planet why am I so focused on this one soul? There's so many souls. There's so many souls connections. There's so many beautiful things out there, you know, uh, thinking about. Sometimes I had these thoughts, like thinking about, okay, I'm here in Miami. So what what's happening in China right now? You know, like completely random people that take their life so serious, each and every individual on this planet thinking I'm so trapped in where I am and there's so many of us in the same experiences so many in different experiences and just really cutting that cord from the person and say there's so much more for me it doesn't matter what this person does it doesn't matter what choices this person chooses it doesn't matter if this person is going to cheat on me it doesn't matter if this person is going to uh, go out when I decide to do something else. It doesn't matter if this person's going to tell me, oh, you suck if I choose to do this and that. Why does it matter to me so much if there's so many other experiences out there that I can choose, right? Mm -hmm. Telling myself that every single day and as I reprogram my mind and understand this is just one experience between two souls and there's a million other experiences that I can choose to live. Okay. Right? That I choose to live. 
reprogramming my mind to this every single day and telling myself this every single day. So now I'm strengthening my okay. own. I'm okay. So you were just your your way out, so to speak, was just telling yourself statements like it doesn't matter what this person does. It, you know, you were telling yourself that that's what what made the shift for you eventually. Yeah, it, okay. it did. Then combined with eventually going into different environments, because what's happening also when you're in an abusive relationship you are in their environment. You're not in your own environment. So you're in their environment with their families, with their friends, or mm -hmm. what they want to do, right? So once you get yourself out of your equation, because I was always worried with my ex, oh, if I'm not there, he's going to cheat. He's going to write these girls. He's going to watch porn for hours. He's going to go out and not come going back for a week. Like I would literally, that was, that was my life with him, mm -hmm. right? So being worried about that instead of saying, let him go. Let him have another experience. Why am I holding on to that? If I, if there's others out there that want to have a beautiful experience with me, why mm -hmm. don't I holding on to somebody that doesn't want to have that experience with me? I'm mm -hmm. feeding off hope. I'm feeding off what I want to, but what about maybe having a different experience, right? And at the beginning, I obviously didn't want that. I wanted mm -hmm. that person, that experience. Of course, you know, you're in mm -hmm. love you're maybe not in love. You're in a codependent emotional state with the person and you think you're in love, but it's not love. It's just your it's own. Not. It's a trauma bond. <laughs> yeah, the own trauma. So so once you start like having just a thought today for right. a second, maybe it's two, tomorrow's two seconds and it's five seconds and then it's a whole minute and then all of a sudden you go out and then you're like, oh, somebody else is talking to you. Oh, another situation comes to you. Oh, I, for instance, started studying Chinese medicine and was surrounded by doctors and sound healers and and just amazing people. So now all of a sudden I had other things I could focus on. Mm. I could go to, to, there were other friends that would call me, Hey, what are you doing today? Come with me. These people that started strengthening me because I started like detaching my mind from it. So then God is bringing you other vessels in that help you step by step. And it's been, a, it's been years. It's not like from one day to the other. It's a years of a process you sure. know, and even going out of the marriage, even then there was still a process of detaching of another two, three years. And then the divorce happened four years later. So that it's a process, right? But right. where do you start the process? That's where you started with your mind, with your self-talk, your self-talk needs to change. And then God will take care of it. You know, mm, thank you for that. Thank you for that. That's that's really strong and powerful. And, you know, for if there's anyone else out there, like how I was, I thought that, you know, when I, I thought that I would dissolve if this person left me, I just thought like, oh my gosh, like if, if this, if this person and I break up, I'm not going to make it. And so I wasn't in the space to have the self-talk that you're talking about right now. So, but you did say in but this is all good. It's it's all still relevant. And what she is saying for anyone who's listening, whether this is you or your sister or your girlfriend or anyone that you know, um, help bring them out of the isolation. Because what also kept me in that state was I was 100% wrapped up in that person, mm -hmm. you know, and they also didn't want me to leave and they didn't want me to go do house showings and like all the things, but it kept me in this prison in our 
penthouse apartment in Marina Del Rey. I was literally a prisoner in, in that condo. Um, but the message here is we need community. We need people to reach out and be like, Hey, come have lunch with me, come do a beach walk, or I'm, I'm inviting you to this meditation so that if you suspect someone is like really wrapped up in an abusive situation, that's very unhealthy for their soul and their psyche. Like, yeah, bring them out so that God and the universe can speak to them just like you had your experience. Bring them out and just also know, because I know how heavy it is when you go out for the first time and you really want this person to be with you. And then you probably spend the whole time just talking about your partner, right? And then because you're energetically so attached that even if you go out, you can do nothing else but talking about what you're going through, Right. So, but that's the first time. And then the second time you may have a little bit of a different topic. And then the third time you realize, oh, you know, so it's just like, give yourself the time, you know, to process this and work through it. There's so many, we're isolated. I had three kids as well, and I didn't have right. paper for the longest time. So there was definitely, you know, yes, it's always a dependency, right? And we're prisoners, but we're not. We could just open the door and leave, but then we don't because we truly believe that we're prison in that. And it's it's real in that moment. And so YouTube and just social media has so much to offer when it comes to that. So even if you are in the house and you feel like you cannot go nowhere, there's so many resources that you can listen to like, it's like when my mom gave me the book, I could have read the book and I didn't, mm. right? You can, you can do these things. And if you don't do not, it's because you're not ready and that's fine as well. But becoming aware of it is already a good thing, you know? And then it maybe takes you another six months or 12 months to actually watch a video. And then it takes you another year until you may go out with somebody, with a friend or do something else. And it maybe takes you another three years to you know like it's fine it's fine just you know yeah. give yourself the time and become aware of it you know yeah yeah baby steps baby yeah. steps. <laughs> one one step at a time that is powerful and I just I love that we're having this highly sensitive conversation but we're we're really putting it into perspective for people who can relate directly or indirectly and as a mom, a mom of three, um, what was your healing journey like for your kids? You know, how, how did they adapt and heal or, or feel some kind of relief? Um, and then also how did, how did your healing journey progress? So I think I put my kids through a lot now thinking back when I separated from their father and I also made mistakes, you know, I had a boyfriend pretty much right after because I thought he would be the one saving me out of that. And then I introduced my kids right away. So I also made, I did things that were really, truly not the best for my kids. Now that I think back, you know, but I was so desperate and so like, I wasn't even right in my mind, right? I couldn't even think straight. So I just did all kinds of like weird, made kind of weird decisions, right? That maybe for a rational person else, I would not make sense. For me now, looking back, it did make sense because it was just like me trying to run away from it, you know, and sure. try to find a different outlet. And so um, I want to say I didn't focus too much on my kids at the beginning. I, I 
not that it was conscious, you know, it wasn't conscious, but now that I look back, I wasn't very conscious about my kids. I knew it would harm them, but I wasn't conscious. I didn't, I was more concerned about how do I get myself out of it? And I noticed with a lot of women that they're not like me. I think a lot of women actually only think about their kids. And because of that, they're not leaving. I was selfish in that moment. And I'm happy that I was. Mm-hmm. I, was I thought about yeah. myself and what makes me happy now. A couple of years, I wasn't that focused on my kids and their mental health. I mean, I was there, you know, mm-hmm. I was always there. I was always a mom that was home, that cooked for them, brought them to school, so activities. It was not that I just disappeared. I was always there. Now, when I started my healing journey, I remember that was probably four or five years later already, or maybe like four years later, I saw, especially my middle son, there were some things that he really emotionally, I saw, okay, it's, it's taking a toll on him now. And I had a moment where um, I looked at him and he was, I was screaming at him and he was screaming at me. I don't even know what it was, but I remember he was laying on the couch and I looked at him and it was the first time that I felt his pain truly felt it and then I saw myself mm-hmm. and then I saw me and then I saw me and then it was this moment I was like he's just me he's just me it's the same pain that I go through he's going through so I set him down and I said I told him I feel you I'm going through the same pain you're just a reflection of that and something happened between me and my kids we always had a good relationship we always did because I was the one that kept the kids my ex-husband wasn't really too concerned about it so they knew that I was always there for them I was always the one holding it down for them and that like would provide for them and everything but I think when that happened a couple of years later and I was in a better place then I was able to hold space for my kids and that's when my kids really became aligned with me and Mm. That was good. That was good. I'm happy that I made, I did it like that because I know like a lot of women stay in their marriage or whatever because of the kids and that alignment then is not happening. And oftentimes what happens to where I hurt, hurt is that the kids all of a sudden like want to go with their dad because the dad is richer. He has more toys. I don't know. He has all these things and you as a mom, you're struggling so much. And then that emotional level, that emotional bond is not building. Mm-hmm. But I think it was good for me to think first about my own good, my own self, going on my own journey to then be able to hold space for my kids. So I want to say now I really hold space for my kids. I really do on an emotional level, obviously a financial level, all levels, you know, but especially on an emotional level. And it took me a couple of years, but it was because I had to go through my own journey. And now I look at my kids like, wow, my kids are really good. They're teenage kids and I'm so proud of them because I can see how they're just like very aligned I mean they come they go through their teenage stuff you know like everybody but they're very grounded and I know they're grounded because I'm grounded now yeah yeah Yeah. that's the power of putting on your own mask first on the airplane right then once your mask is on then you can help your child or the person next to you secure their mask as well Yes. So I think a big mistake for a lot of women is that they think, oh, because of my kids, I'm not going to leave because you're protecting their father, you know, or the mother. I don't want to say maybe there's also men listening and there's also abusive women. I don't want to say there's only abusive men. There's also abusive women out there. 
but you're trying to protect the other parent for the kids and stuff. And it's in the long run, it's actually not a good thing. You know why? Because these kids, they grow up and then they see it and then they will ask you, why did you stay? Why did you do this? This It comes later, you mm -hmm. know? So I'm happy that I did it. I'm happy for my choice. I would always tell any woman or man that is in a relationship, do what you got to do first. Yeah, and then, do what you got to do. Then take care of your kids. Yeah, you reminded me of one of my clients. He and it's a he. He he is in this predicament and it's the tables are turned. And, you know, he was at the point where he just didn't there was so much indifference. Like he just was almost giving up. He was like, Vanessa, I just I almost don't care right now. And I don't know what to do. Um yeah. Did you ever get there? What, what, how can we help this person or anyone else who might feel that way? That they don't care, but that's a good thing. What do you mean that they don't care about their kids, about their partnership? Well, about, um, I guess he, he, he was, he's feeling powerless, right? He's feeling oh. powerless because, um, it's just, it's hard. He's not separated from this person yet. Yes. There's kids involved. I think he is trying to stay there because, there's stability for the kids, you know, they don't want to uproot the, the kids that in the school and like all the things that the kids have going on. So he just feels like he's just going to be stuck in this position for a while. Yeah, I mean, that's the depression, you know, you have to get yourself treated for depression, you have to go to therapy and mm -hmm. eat the right foods in order to get out of the depression so you can strengthen your mind. Yeah, a strong mind is everything when you use a relationship a strong, clear mind. And that is the main thing that most people don't have when you're in a relationship. So how do you strengthen your mind? Go into therapy, maybe be on meds, acknowledging that, that you have a depression and um, take care of your foods, especially for women because they go through postpartum and they're very depleted. So strengthen your mind first. And so then you can make right, the right decision. So the reason why he's not making a decision right now is because he's in a depression and his mind is not strong. Right, right, yeah. Because if his mind is strong, he just can go and he finds another job and he's like, whatever, you know, I just live in a little apartment where my kids is fine, but I'm happy. But he cannot. So because it, the depression kicks in. Mm -hmm. So the strengthening of the mind is the most important thing. The physical strong, strength is the most important thing. Right, right. And I'm just going to reiterate, getting out of your situation like 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 leaving the house more often right being around other people seeing seeing friends and family going to a meditation class or a yoga class like getting out of your environment and that's hard for people who are experiencing debilitating depression it really is hard to leave the house when you're in that state but mm -hmm. just do your best because that will be probably one of the dominoes that will lead you that will knock over other dominoes that can actually build some more momentum to helping you get some relief. Yep, for sure. Like I was always on IVs, vitamin IVs, Chinese herbs, you know, every time I'm, you know, I would like just go strong, strengthen my body, strengthen my body, strengthen my body. Because when my body is strong, my mind is strong. My thoughts are clear, you know? Yeah. Powerful. Thank you so much for that. And speaking of Chinese herbs, um, tell us more of, of, about that. Like what, what is so important for us? Some people don't really know the power of Chinese herbs. So like how, how significant 
are Chinese herbs for our healing and our well-being? Well, to me, Chinese herbs are everything. <laughs> so okay. it's like, okay, so um, Chinese herbs, basically in Chinese medicine, it goes after the elements, right? So we don't look at the uh, the body, at a, um, we don't name diseases like in the Western medicine. We just look at it in a holistic, like in a whole well-rounded um picture we look at the whole body and say okay what organ is not working in harmony with the other organ for instance if your stomach is not working in harmony with your bladder or your mind is not working in harmony with the kidneys whatever right so then based on that you get herbs to strengthen certain things or sometimes when people have a lot of anger you have to take out the strength you have to actually seduce it a little bit and just harmonize that right so in my case it was always to strengthen strengthen my spleen because spleen for instance i'm just giving you an example because of it was in my case the spleen is um the government the governor the governor of the blood so i'm bleeding a lot right my periods are like exhausting i'm bleeding a lot i lose a lot of strength so i get depressed because i lose a lot of blood when you mm. lose a lot of blood you get very depressed so i have to strengthen my spleen so my spleen can hold the blood so i can you know i don't deplete so much or uh, loose stools for instance was very very common in my domestic violence like there's the stomach overall you lose your nutrition constantly right that's why you get so skinny because your stress goes into your stomach so you have to strengthen your stomach right be so the stomach can hold the food and can actually digest it so you can stay strong because if you have diarrhea all the time then um your body cannot hold nothing and then you get depressed, right? And then the liver, you have to, you get herbs for the liver because the liver is in charge of the emotions, right? So strengthen your liver, your emotions in order to be able to hold what comes into your stomach, right? So you're not emotionally so like distracted, for instance. So this is just an example. So Chinese herbs are just plants, mm -hmm. you know, plants from asia and some plants are actually from here as well there's amazing western plants that i you can go in your front yard and i can probably give you five plants that are really really good for all kinds of things in your body so um you you take them and it, it strengthens or or balances out whatever is needed in your body and it the goal is to harmonize all your organs so everything is in harmony beautiful I love that. Mm -hmm. So good. Aloe came to mind like when when you were like mm -hmm. when you were like go into your front yard. <laughs> yeah, aloe is good for everything. Aloe is good for your skin. Aloe is good for your digestive system. It's good for um your cell for your cells. You can even use it for yeast infections, for vaginal herpes. Like aloe is herpes, really? Herpes. Yes. How is it in how is it helpful for herpes? Is there is there so something behind that? Mm -hmm. So when, when women have like herpes breakouts and then they cannot have sex and it's really painful for them. So they have to like, just cut out, it cuts out like a, like a, like a penis, like <laughs> aloe, basically and you stick it in uh -huh. right, and kind of um swipe your ah. vaginal canal with it a okay. couple of times. Day and then the herpes diminishes i mean the herpes is always in your blood as a virus it's there right? right but when you have an acute herpes and you have a breakout it's amazing it's an amazing healing tool mm, thank you for that and besides aloe is there any other really powerful ones that that people need to be aware of for herpes no just in general any other any other plants um um it depends i would say for women is really good to um 
go into anything that's red because it tonifies your blood. Okay. Like red meats. I know some people's like, I don't eat red meat. I understand that, but it's really good to strengthen your blood, you know, especially when you're in depression, when you had kids, you're depleted, whatever it is, anything that's red strengthens your body and also green like chlorophyll is good kale like any greens just don't do too much vegan if you're if you're very depleted and depressed and tired mm -hmm. don't much raw like you have to go more into the cooked foods the warming foods like warm up your body yeah so it's a or when you want to receive a baby if you feel like you are your infertility issues you know try not to be vegan or raw vegan it's actually not good you have to warm your body warm food your yeah your body's too cold when you have strong bleeding issues um your body's too cold you have to warm it so mm -hmm. that's what say in chinese medicine so warm it up ginger is good to warm it up anything that's more warm soups bone broth is amazing for women okay collagen it's good for your skin as well Okay, good, good. Two questions on that. One, is there any, what other red foods for the person like myself? I, I just, I can't do red meat. It's more of the taste in the texture than anything that I just, I could eat chicken. You know, I used to be vegan. I could do chicken every once in a while, but like the red meat thing, I just, I can't do it. So what other red foods? So bone broth is good. And then there's this brand that I forgot the name right now, but you can actually get like buffalo pills or something like that you can okay. get like organic um reemplacement for red meat okay There's does it have to when you say red foods does it have to be a red a meat that's red or can it are we also talking about strawberries and like watermelon yeah it can be strawberries red beets watermelon yeah, anything that's red berries but like the okay. red meat is the strongest you'll see like even like any vegan that is like completely down and we give them bone broth their whole body goes like it goes just up Okay. Um, okay. Got it. And this is probably not an excuse to drink a bunch of red wine, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, red right? wine is like not the best. Although my great grandmother, she was a hundred years old and she could swear because she would drink a glass of red wine every day with a raw egg in it. And she could swear she became, she was a hundred years old because of that. Oh, so, that's interesting. I don't know. My grandma, oh my gosh. It's like when we go to a restaurant, it's like that red wine better be on the table before anybody's water. Like that is the requirement. <laughs> I don't think, I think it's healthy actually, but it's definitely. She thinks it warm. keeps her warm and, it, she, yeah. and she thinks it gives her, I mean, hey, when you're, she's probably close to 90 when you're 89 and you're living life, it's, it's like, and she's also very spiritual as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fermented grapes. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just like bad when you drink it like in bottles, you know, but. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we don't, we don't have to go. I was just putting a, a joke in there when we're talking about red foods. It doesn't, it doesn't mean red wine or. No, but that. there's like pills that you can get. There's supplements that you can get for liver and all that stuff, which I don't eat liver at all, but I know it's okay. really good for us women to eat Those liver. But I know okay. I, there's a grass-fed company, which I just forgot the name, but there's a, you can probably look it up, organic grass-fed supplements, and you can mm. find this on Google, and then you can just order that maybe. Beautiful. Great. So we, you gave us some, some foods for, for women to be aware of that they can incorporate. And then do you have any plants or foods for men that they might find useful 
Well, for men, it depends. Like when men have a lot of anger, emotional issues, they have to cool down. So they have to go to what's the cooling foods, the celery juices, the cucumbers, the watermelons, all that stuff. You know, now if men suffer from infertility, same thing as women, they have to tonify. Mm. So just like eat more of, you know, organic red foods or just anything that warms up your body you can literally um google warming foods in chinese medicine you're gonna have a whole list of things that you could eat right but when men have more like a high temper or feel like they're like flipping out like very fast that's called a liver yang rising in chinese medicine meaning that the yang the masculine energy just rises up the fire comes up too fast excuse me and um so then you want to cool it down. So anything, then you shouldn't do, then you should do more raw, vegan, less meat, you know? Yeah. And more cold. Got it. Got it. Beautiful. And tell us a little bit more about what you're putting out into the world right now. Like what's your mission? How are you impacting lives on a daily basis? All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have um, retreats for women and for couples that I consistently host here in Miami or in different states of the United States, depending on where I get booked or people call me and say, hey, can you come to us? We have so and so many people. So that's what I do. Then I have one-on-one mentorships for six weeks where we just like dive deep. We can do that over Zoom where I do a lot of womb womb consciousness and that helps you to unlock your potential like once you go into the whole mystery of the wombs of your own womb women just really unlock a lot in themselves like the whole feminine essence just comes back up and the remembrance mm. so that's cool and then I have teacher training so I'm training my own people through my school or in a school of love um, so they can just teach it in their own communities you know to host how to host a woman's circle how to host womb circles how to host a little tantra event like for couples um how to create altars how to do a womb blessing how to host um ceremonies blessing ways for pregnant women ceremonies for girls that have their first um period you know mm -hmm. every mother should know that so i do have teacher trainings for that as well so that's what i'm dedicating my time mainly and I have several businesses but that's my main business my other business is Arenda Youth which is yoga and sound healing for schools for kids in schools mainly special needs kids but also just normal kids but I, have I love that yoga and sound healing for kids and mm -hmm. also kids with special needs yep so I go or we like me and my employees we go to schools and we teach classes mm-hmm Wow, that is huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I have other business endeavors, but these are like my two main ones. Yeah. Like the impact, like I just, you know, you know, I'm an energetic and intuitive person. So like just filling into the, the positive impact that that will have. I'm constantly thinking about this new earth that we are creating, right? This 5D that we are switching into, if you will. And it's these types of things that will help us continue to shift. And it's these types of things that will, it, it will do its best to make sure people aren't left. The people who don't want to be left behind, they will not be left behind because there's people like you and I who are 
doing our best to try to include people, right? Trying to find things like the yoga and sound healing for kids, kids in general, and also kids with special needs. It's like, this is how we really change the vibration of the collective so that people aren't still stuck in how things were done 20 years ago, 30 years ago, et cetera. So thank you for that. Thank you for, for what you're doing and putting out there. You're welcome. It's <laughs> beautiful. It just, it happened. So like, like I said at the beginning, like once you start, like just becoming that vessel, it's just other, other avenues open up, you know, and opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you're, do you consider yourself like a spiritual entrepreneur? or a conscious leader? You know, I would say I am a conscious entrepreneur, but then also I'm very human. I'm very big on not making it look like I'm so enlightened, you know? Yeah. <laughs> very down to earth. Um, oh yeah. The I universe will help us with that too. <laughs> the universe will come in yeah. and humble us when we're like, when yeah. we get that spiritual ego going. I'm definitely a conscious leader in a way if you if you will I definitely am but I also you know love just be normal and watch a basketball game and have a martini and uh I don't know just talk about yeah be human right we're spiritual beings in a human experience the human experience still matters guys (laughs) listen I I I was so deep like when I got out of my marriage I was so deep in a spirituality like I didn't wear no makeup whatsoever Mm. you know my nails nothing I didn't shave anymore I didn't wear no no uh deodorant I was very like I went raw vegan for a while then I started I got celibate for one and a half years only um like not having no more lust at all just really like working with my orgasmic energy in a different way I did all the extremes Right. I feel like I did all the extremes before I met my ex-husband in Germany. I was a banker. I was drunk all the time. I was partying all the time. I was traveling Mm. all over the world. So I had the other extreme. Like, I feel like I went through all extremes and Mm. I cannot say that in in none of the extremes, I was fully fulfilled. There was always something missing for me personally, you know, so I am very conscious. I love to drink good water and eat good foods. And, you know, I'm very conscious about what I put into my body and all that. And at the same time, or what I listen to, or just what I do on a daily. But at the same time, I came to a point where I'm just like, effort, you know, did you have this one life? And why are you like restricting yourself? And oh, you think like it's something bad because it's just, just a human experience. It's, it's fine. It's fine. You're going to, you, you're gonna die anyways you know your your body is gonna your physical experience um, appearance is gonna die regardless it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. so um I have seen people that were very unhealthy and lived a long life because they were just happy and I have seen people that were very right. very healthy, um, eating healthy and got really sick or have a completely effed up mindset so it's just like it's just like there's I at this point at this point, I don't think that there's any right or wrong. And anybody that listens and judges and it's like, oh, she does orgasmic breaths, but she doesn't, she's not vegan, so she cannot be good. That's fine. You know, I, I'm not judging it. But if you think that's that's your truth, that's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But I got the thinking that I have to be a certain way. You know, we don't have to be in a certain way. Whoever resonates with you will resonate with you. And whoever doesn't just doesn't. So 
And that's just what it is. And I'm so tired. I definitely had a story of my life trying to fit in. And I really, I'm 44 now and I feel like I stopped wanting to fit in and it's a good place to be in. And still in that, I still sometimes want to fit in because we're just in human spirits and I compare myself to others. Right? I think like, oh, you know, but even then I go on Instagram, it's like, hey, this, this person's my friend, but it triggers me. This person's triggering me because I feel mm. like I'm not, so I have to unfollow. So I'm just like mm. doing this, I'm just owning whatever I feel and it's just what it is, you know? So yes, I am very conscious. Sometimes I feel like I'm too conscious and then also, what did it bring me to be so conscious? It made me so serious. It made me question everything. Mm. The market, reading through every ingredients label, you know, not wanting to, not wanting to not even watch TV because it's not conscious. So now it's like, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. Um, yeah, important point here. And and let me let me just reflect this to everyone who's listening because I'm I'm getting it all and um you know, I just I want to help everyone like process. So, it's like if you are restricting yourself like to extremes where you're not having fun in this body and this life anymore, then you're out of alignment, honestly, mm -hmm. because enjoyment, pleasure, leisure, um you know, having that steak in wine or like whatever's whatever. And this is so personal to the person. That's why we can't judge people for if they choose to be vegan or not, or like whatever the thing is, it's literally like that person needs to make the best choices for them. Um, and then, and, and there's always going to be this delicate dance. Like, yeah, we do need to be conscious about what we put into our body. Cause if we're doing too much of something, I don't even want to name anything as an example, too much of blank then that is going to cause some kind of imbalance in our body, right? Like too much steak or too much um, sugar obviously is, is not good. And then that causes other things. There's so, so there is like this delicate dance of having awareness, but I love Natalie, what you're saying is if you're not having fun and you're restricting yourself just to, I call it the good girl syndrome, or we can even call it the good boy. You know, sometimes when people have their awakening and they get into spirituality, it's they're kind of just repeating that trauma, that box, that expectation that they were trying to live up to when they were younger. And now it just has a different dress on. They're like, Ooh, I'm spiritual. I'm holy. I'm a good girl. And it's like, Oh, so instead of being the good girl in Catholic church, now you're just trying to be the good girl with like a flowy dress on and doing your yoga and like trying to be perfect, but are you having fun? Like, and if you are having fun and all that stuff is like really fulfilling to you, like me and Kundalini, like if I had to start paying a million dollars to, to do Kundalini, I would, because it's that important to me, you know? Um, and it's, it's that enjoyable, but for other people, Kundalini feels really exhausting or, or, it, whatever, you know, it doesn't feel that great to them to do it that consistently. So I love it, Natalie. The message is like, what is working for you? What feels in alignment? Are you having fun in this human experience? Yes, we're spiritual beings. If you believe that Natalie in this human body and both things matter, it's not just like come into the body and be completely spiritual and disregard the 3D stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and not only put so much weight on it either, you know. Yeah. Like put 
too much weight on it, especially when it comes to astrology and Mercury retrogrades. And then you think, oh, this is going on in my life because of this and that. And it's like, no, sometimes it's just because you made a bad decision. It has nothing to do with. Right. That's victim <laughs> consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Like full <laughs> accountability. Right. So don't run away from your own accountability, you know, and whatever yes. you choose in your life, you know. So again, the victim consciousness, right? So, you know, in the if someone was like more religious, they'd be like, oh, I'm a victim to this higher power or to this thing or to this whatever. And and now they could be blaming the same thing on Mercury retrograde. And it's just like you're you're externalizing your power and you're not, you're forgetting that you're a creator, you're a co-creator or the creator, however you want to put it. And like you're in the driver's seat. So take accountability, do the thing, you know? Yeah. I think it's also like taking it into accountability because when I joined like the spiritual communities more, I was like, wow, everybody's so like, wow, everybody looked so perfect, you know? And then I think also we have to take into consideration that uh, a lot of very shattered personalities come into the spirituality and I'm definitely one of them, you know? I don't have a rough upbringing like that, but I definitely, my choice going into the marriage that I had definitely shattered me. So um, a person that doesn't has a rough upbringing or a shattered past like that, they don't really seek spirituality as much as people do when they come from a lot of trauma. So I also recognize that, you know, there's a lot of trauma in our communities. There's a lot, a lot of like really um, not necessary what, what the norm is for other people, you know, shadows. So, yeah. Um, I mean, so I, are- I think everyone's dealing with their shadows, but like for, for some people who it's, it's almost, yeah. For some people who are, are relying on spirituality to save them or yeah to re- erase the, sh- the parts of them that they disown, but it's like, no girl, if you have, you need to embrace your shadow. You need to dance with it more. It's like yeah. spirituality is not about like acting like you don't have a shadow. It's dancing with it. It's integrating with it. Yeah. It's not another excuse, you know, to feel another void. <clears throat> so mm, that part, that part, that also. <laughs> that's, that's a very important point, important point there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. I wish we can keep going. This conversation is good. So good. We talked about so many great things and how can people find you as we're starting to wrap up? You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, my website. It's Natalie Henrich. So it's actually Natalie. So it's N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E, Natalie Henrich. H-E-N-R-I-C-H. So if you, if literally, if you Google it, you will find me and then you can just reach out and say hi. Yes. Reach out, say hi, give her a comment. If you enjoyed this uh, episode that we did together today. And of course her information will be in the show notes. So she's literally just one click away. And Natalie, I want to thank you for your time, your energy, your story. Thank you for sharing so much of your personal story because it's medicine for someone out there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for having me. You're welcome. Namaste, everyone. Take a breath with me on the count of three. One, two, three. And exhale.